0: People only see the PL. That's the only thing they see. And it's only one of the returns. I look at this as kind of like the apartment complex. You go in there and you sink a ton of money into it. And for a year or two, you really don't make hardly anything. And then after that, it starts to produce. This is just an unexpected one of those.
1: Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with
0: your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips and Heather Marchin here. (laughs) And I guess I should say it, y'all are lucky I'm here because it's 82 degrees outside right now and my boat is calling my name it's 82 degrees 82 degrees outside and i am inside recording for y'all that's how much i love you that is how much i care for all of you so so much caring Yeah,
1: i am so impressed and that is very very cold here like it is very cold here i can't even use my words because it's so freezing we've had like approaching zero over here so
0: nice Nice. Well, you choose your seat in life, Heather. So (laughs) (laughs) coach Mills in high school told me that Ron, you choose your seat in life. Choose wisely. And it's because he used to play this game in class. This has nothing to do with our topic, but this just came to mind. And this was so awesome. This is back when teachers could do things like this and not get in trouble. Mm -hmm. And that's a pretty good setup for what this is, but he would literally, he would play the line game and there was another game. Anyway, they all worked the same way. And that is that he would come in and he would ask a question and you would have to go up and do it. He was a, I think it was a geometry teacher, anyway, math teacher of some sort. And he would ask this question. You have to go up and do it on the board. And if you get it wrong, everybody in your, lo- in your row loses a point. <laughs> if you got it right, you get nothing. You just got it right. And then he would do like people beside you. So there's no way you could get away from it. Like I remember one day I was like, gosh, dang it, man. Like I'm losing all these points. And he goes, Ron, you choose your seat in life, choose wisely. And apparently I hadn't chosen very wisely. So anyway, really interesting. that is where that comes from. Coach Mills, awesome teacher, excellent basketball coach. I wouldn't really know other than the people said that because I didn't play basketball. <laughs> Heather, let's talk about something completely different.
1: <clears throat> exactly. That was great. Yeah, I thought it would be fun to update because I have talked about this property of mine in Alabama several times, but now I'm on the end of it and I know how it played out. And I think it's really interesting. I had a client call this morning and it's actually a friend of my brother, essentially. So I have moved on into actually my family reaching out to me about buying rental property, which is kind of fun. So I had a call with a family member of my brother's and he, I was telling him, you know, yeah, this doesn't always go great. Cause he said, well, isn't appreciation in these markets you guys sell in kind of flat? Cause it's not a sensationalized California or, you know, Texas or something. And I said, well, let me tell you about my property on in Alabama. So this house I've mentioned before with the eviction moratorium. So I'm gonna just give a brief history of how this played out. So bought a property, I think this was 2019. And then about one year later, almost exactly, the tenant had paid on time, no issues. And then she got COVID, she said, and stopped paying rent. Eviction moratorium kicks in and I get no rent. She got COVID in November of 2020. So I get no rent. Come August, I get about a year's worth of rent in government assistance for her. Mm -hmm. So, in one check, I get about $15,000 to my property manager, less their management fees. And I was like, oh, that was worth waiting, right? But eviction moratorium is still in place, and she continues to not make payments. So the money runs out, and I say, well, what can we do? They said, you can't evict yet, right? So I was so frustrated because of a couple of things. I had relationships in the area because we sell property there. And one person went by for me and he said, there are two large dogs in this house. And I went, (laughs) oh no, (laughs) they're not supposed to be there. And also he met the tenant that he was there at the property and the tenant came home from work. Work, mind you, four letter word called work. And and he even said, where do you work? And she worked at Amazon and so did her roommate who was evidently fully pregnant. And just the two of them lived there, which was not on the lease also. She had a full family husband and three kids or something that were on the lease when she rented it. So I thought that was weird, but they both work at Amazon. And my friend said, oh, starting pay at Amazon is like $30 an hour. And I said, well, they should be able to pay me rent then. So I called Animal Control and I said, I have two dogs in this property. I'm worried that they could be abandoned in the house because they're just sitting there all day. This went on for months, you guys, months. So Animal Control said someone has to be at the property all day in order for us to go out there like a huge, long window of time. And so I knew what was going to happen. I just went in with both eyes wide open to this whole thing. So the rest of the story is that she, the eviction moratorium's lifted, takes a while in the courts because the eviction moratorium, no one could evict tenants. And so I finally get a court date with, and they finally file that she has to, I don't know how it works, Ron. You'd probably know the words better, but she has to move out by like August 31st, mm-hmm. something like that. So court ordered to move out. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. So I keep sending the property manager by, what's happening? Is she moving out? No, she's still on the property. Her, You know, a car's still here, dogs are here, but the tenant was never seen. So I'm going, how do I know she didn't just leave the car? And it kind of looks a little falling apart anyway, and leave the dogs and just vacate. And I didn't know. They just said- Where, just
0: Where's there. the sheriff during all this? Did we not yeah. get the sheriff involved?
1: So, I called the sheriff's office. I remember I was mountain biking on a sat on a Friday afternoon and I called the sheriff's office. So I still remember where I was when the lady told me. So we only have two set out teams, Heather, and we are so far behind because the eviction moratorium was finally lifted and all these people are getting (laughs) evicted. She said, plan to have them in there till the end of the year. So that was like early September. And I was dying. So I called the sheriff's office probably four times in over those few months just to say, hey, what's the status? You know, and they would just say, Yep, we're working our way down the list. Gonna eventually get them out. So the day comes. Last week, the day came. I got a notice from the attorney that they were gonna be set out the next day. They were gonna set all our stuff out at the curb. So, moment of truth, the dogs had destroyed that house oh my gosh the photos were depressing and the dogs ate up all the trim up to as high as their head could reach so like the baseboards
0: at least at least Heather it wasn't a child that had done it like in my previous example where they ate all the drywall um, oh true that's I right. mean at least it was a dog I mean
1: it's true can you couldn't get mad at a dog well I'm kind of mad at the dog no I mean I couldn't get mad at a child I meant to say I'm mad at the dog
0: I was a little mad. I was a little mad at the kid (laughs) and his mom that literally watched him do it, but that's okay. Keep going. Dogs have destroyed the house.
1: Dogs have destroyed the house. One of the walls is even ducked. Wait,
0: Wait, wait a second. Time out real quick. So this is apparently one of those get real parts of the get real podcast where we, because this story doesn't sound good at all. Heather.
1: Yes. And I have been told by clients before that on here, we mostly are singing the praises of real estate. And this will be my example that I send out when I am told that, you know, we paint it with rose colored glasses because we definitely don't. So one of the walls even was put together with duct tape, like four foot section by probably five foot, (laughs) just like duct tape. wall.
0: And listen, if you're going to tape something together, at least use Flex Seal because Flex Seal (laughs) is clearly the better choice. I mean, you can fix a boat, and go out and row with it. I mean, there's Flex Seal is, is a far better choice. is
1: infomercial for Flex Seal. It, yes. Pause, pause for the commercial break.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll include our affiliate link.
1: <laughs> so I get the first bid comes in at 15,000. The second- Nice. Bid, yeah, nice. The second bid comes in at about 9,000. But when I looked at the pictures and I just moved primary residences last week, so this was all happening during that time. I said to myself there is no way just paint and all the trim and everything else i just don't think you can do that for nine grand so i called up a rehabber that rehabs properties for us out there and i said can you go take a look at this house and just haul off the trash for me so that i don't i was worried that people would see the stuff all set out on the street and want to go in and steal appliances just begging Mm -hmm. for, Hey, no one lives here. And he went by and said, Oh, Oh, Heather. He said, there is dog poo in the basement. And he sent me a photo. (laughs) It was like every few inches. It wasn't like there's dog poo down there. Like every few, it was like a litter box.
0: So Heather's house at this point, just so everybody understands is the house that all of the wholesalers And all the deep discount, like all these people, this is the house that you want to see when you walk in, because they're just, I mean, this, the cash register is just going as they're (laughs) walking through because Heather, Heather's in the business, but just put yourself in Heather's shoes and you're not in the business. And this nightmare now is upon you. It's pretty easy to receive one of those and go, just get me out of this thing. It's horrible, right? Okay.
1: So the rehabber, when he went in there, Ron, that was a great segue. You didn't even know. He said, so I'll buy this house from you. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, tell me, tell me about that. Uh... And we, and he, it would basically be a wash for me. And I'm negative because this lady didn't pay me for so long. It's worth about $50,000 more than I paid for it. So I paid 125 for it and it's worth 175. 175. So he basically says he'd make pay me roughly 125 for it. And I said, here's the thing. I said, I'm going after this tenant. I'm not that person, but with something like this, I became that person that I'm going after them and filing a suit against her. And I wanna be able to show these losses. And so I talked to the attorney, the attorney said, you just send me your receipts and what you paid to fix it up. And we will go after the tenant for owed rent plus damages. So I'm not going to sell it in its current condition. I am going to do all the fix up, probably then sell it because there's so much equity in it. And I ran a return on equity, got updated rents and everything from the property manager. So I did take a minute to decide if I would keep it and rent it out again, or if I would sell it. And I've made the decision that I will sell it, but I'm going to, all the major mechanicals are in great shape. The roof, the HVAC, the hot water heater, all of the major mechanicals, Mm -hmm. great shape. So now this is the get real part of it. I think is interesting. It's painful and I just moved and I'm doing new carpet and paint in my current house. So it was a bad time financially for me to get an unexpected $15,000 expense cause I'm going with the higher bid. However, I looked at my numbers and it, I still roped it on this property. Like how is that even possible that between depreciation appreciation and principal reduction despite being negative cash flow i'm going to be solidly in the green and i'll still go after the tenant
0: so yeah i think that's the piece that people get like super frustrated that's literally why we built our software heather is because people only see the p and l that's the only thing they see and it's only one of the returns and i mean i look at this as uh Kind of like the, the apartment complex, right? You go in there and you sink a ton of money into it. And for a year or two, you really don't make hardly anything. And then after that, it starts to produce. This is just an unexpected one of those, right? It's just like, a well, I didn't know I was going to be doing that. And that's not really what I signed up for. But because there's four returns, I thought, put this into like a stock. If the same thing happened to a company for which you bought a stock, you're just screwed. There aren't four returns. There's one return. And if the CEO of that company Fs up the company to the point where it becomes public, which this clearly would have, the stock price would have tanked. And there's not anything you can do about it. Nothing, nothing. I mean, you can hope that they turn it around. You can hope somebody does pick it up at a bargain and then turns it around. But all that time, you're have just you just sitting at a loss and there's nothing you can do about it. Yes. That's the power of four returns. And it takes time for that to play out. That's one of the things too, that I think people just fail to understand is that this is a long-term deal. Sometimes there's these hiccups and sometimes they're like huge hiccups that even kind of, you know, the, you know, kind of hiccup that where like you puke a little, Yeah, it's like that, this one, this hiccup is kind of like that A little came up with it, you know, Yes. How's that for a visual? Is it pretty uh, good?
1: Fantastic. That was amazing. I wanted to go through the numbers because literally I have them in front of me because I went through this as an example of like, yeah, this doesn't always go according to plan. So with this client this morning. So it's pulled up on my computer already. So I my down payment on this house was roughly thirty thousand dollars, including closing costs, right? In my 2020 tax return, my tax savings, because I did cost segregation and accelerated the depreciation, was $36,669, $37,000 about in depreciation. So then, because she did pay me and then she got some assistance for the second year, I actually am not cash flow negative for the history of owning the property. I'm actually cash flow positive for the history of it. Then I have principal reduction of my return on investment for paying down the mortgage is 17%. And that's just paying down the mortgage. And granted, one of those years, I paid down the mortgage myself with no rental income. So even if we drop that in half, it's still like 8% of principal reduction. Then my appreciation rate of return on my $30,000 investment is 205%. So all in all, I'm like doing some quick math here. It is 375 or so percent.
0: And you, you owned it for how long?
1: Since 2019. So four years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That goes by fast. Although so that's
0: a almost a hundred percent a year.
1: Yeah. Even with the train wreck of the last
0: 12 months. Yeah. And let's say that the trade cut it in half. Let's say it it didn't appreciate that well or whatever. Yeah. Still. And that's the thing. Like You can throw the 200% appreciation number out the window. Let's say it just stayed flat. It's still 200% over four years. That's 50%. Yeah. Now... True. When you pro forma these and, you know, we're presenting them to people and we're talking about on the show and it's all rosy and everything else. Well, that is rosy. The return is rosy. I'm sorry, yep. but that's the reality. Over time, real estate outperforms every other asset class. Hard stop. Yep. Um, and I mean, you can have a rough time, a rough go of it. It can really eat up your time and it can become a pain in the butt but it was 50 to hundred percent a year
1: yeah and still uh, worth for it.
0: four years yeah yeah, still
1: worth it. yeah. yeah. Um, the interesting part is on our investor portal most our clients may not know this because we added this functionality and it's kind of small up in the corner but you can make the return historical over the entire ownership of the property or you can annualize the return right over just the last 12 months and if I were to take a snapshot of the last 12 months and ignore the previous numbers. My cash on cash is negative 40%. That would piss anybody off, right? I'm losing 40% on my investment.
0: And that's the number everybody looks at, right?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: The reason for the positive cash flow is so the property can can over time take care of itself. Okay. And hopefully you make a return as well. So on Heather's, it sounds like she barely made a return, but mostly the property took care of itself over those four years. And then the other three returns kicked in. If you hit all four, I mean, it's unreal what happens. Yeah. Okay.
1: True. I think for me, it's been a wake up call to take a look and see and break this out because most clients don't have that ability, like Ron was saying, like you were saying, Ron, to do that (laughs) and to get a real view of, of it by taking a step back kind of the forest through the trees thing of just not being able to see it because what's happening right in front of me right now is a total disaster, but taking a step back and looking at the history of owning the property. And I think that is so, so important. I've been working the last two weeks on customer service, you know, issues and problems that clients are having with their properties. And I would say almost every time, maybe nine times out of 10, I'm like, okay, let's take a step back. Let's look at the overall picture instead of what's right in front of you and the problem that is right in front of you. And let's really look at how the property is performing overall, so.
0: Yeah, and I don't know who it is, but clearly you listen, who thinks that we only do rosy stuff on here. I mean, I had an apartment complex that burnt down (laughs) with no insurance. I I don't know if you remember that story or not, but I think there's very few people who can say, they stood inside of their building as a wing of it burnt down, talking to the insurance company saying, you don't have insurance. I don't think, I don't know anybody else who's had that happen to them. So it's not all rosy. It really isn't. And, you know, when you're in the middle of, I can tell you right now, when I was standing in there, I mean, I had multiple, oh crap moments yeah. where, I mean, I'm thinking this is going to cost me millions of dollars have no insurance and I have investors over here. I'm going to have to make whole. That's what I was thinking in my head. Right. And I'm going, and then I just reached out. I knew that somebody has been through this before. Somebody knows how to do this. And sure enough, there were people who did, and I got through it. It took me months to work through that. But ultimately I told you guys that thing turned out to be, it was an unbelievable deal. I sold it without rebuilding it.
1: Yeah. It's amazing.
0: So real estate is rosy. That's why it sounds like we're always talking about it rosy. In spite of the fact Heather just had a horrible thing happen to one of her houses. Yeah, How do you say it was horrible?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, how do you say something's horrible if you make 50 to 100% on your money every year for four years? I don't know how you present it any other way. Heather was laughing as she described it. Now, I can tell you... Every time we did a presentation and showed people like the portal and stuff and this property is sitting in there, <laughs> Heather's like, yeah, this one just this one sucks. I could feel it every time we talked about it. she's like, "Oh man, this property sucks <laughs> now she can go in there and go, yeah, this property sucks. I sold it and I made yeah I made ninety six percent for four years straight and it it was choking the life out of me the whole time
1: and I'll do a ten thirty one exchange and buy two in its place,
0: yeah, so put it in." perspective, people yeah. put it in perspective. All right. I'm not sure there's much more we can say about that.
1: Oh, I think it was perfect. Put it I can
0: come up with another coach mills story though.
1: <laughs> I think putting it in perspective would be the get out there and make something happen this week, because you just have to remind yourself of that. And if you don't have someone in your life that can help you put it in perspective, like you were saying, Ron, like find someone who's done it before, or who, if you have an investment consultant here at RP Capital, talk to us about it because you need someone that can help you take a step back and take a look at a property that way.
0: I have the perfect segue. Oh, tell me. So when you compare this to a, any kind of other investment where you're basically just betting, it reminds me of a Coach Mills story.
1: <laughs> oh, Coach, Mills.
0: Coach Mills was such a cool teacher, man. So, Coach Mills used to bet sodas. He used to bet, specifically Pepsi, I think, was his soda of choice. And he would bet students um, on sports games, he would bet students sodas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is so good. He always won because he was the one who chose the spreads. So, moral of the story, he only lost once, one year. And that was because his team was in the World Series and he, he wouldn't bet against his team. And they mm-hmm. lost, and so he lost big time. But generally speaking, he would win enough soda for the whole year, and he would just stack his his cupboard up with sodas because he huh. always won. Now some students won, and he won, but he all he was the house, so he always won. Yeah, for sure. That is how the stock market works. That's literally how it works. All the stockbrokers they always win. Because they get paid up, they get paid down, they get paid sideways, they get paid if it implodes, they get paid all the time, always. They always get paid. So don't bet against the house. That yeah. oh, oh, my gosh. And that's even better. Don't bet against the house. The house always wins. Real estate always wins. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even set it up that way, Heather. That's, that's just true. how it came out.
1: And I didn't even catch it. So winning over here. Hun
0: intended people. <laughs> and on that happy note, rosy, rosy note, get out there and make something happen.
1: Mm-hmm. In honor of Violet, the house, Violet.
0: <laughs> this has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.